Hey kids, you're about to listen to a comedy podcast. That means that this is medical advice. If you need medical advice or medical care, please contact your doctor. Welcome to the Jock Doc Podcast featuring Dr. London Smith. It's that time of year again. The time to be thankful, to be grateful, to turn off your phones and forget that the world is on fire and everything is ruined. Introducing your host, Dr. London Smith. Hello, and welcome to the Jock Doc Podcast where we discuss fitness and health and how to incorporate our modern understanding of science and medicine into our daily lives, but without it being so boring. I'm your host, DrLondonSmith.com. I'd like to begin by apologizing to our listeners. We received some feedback about the excessive amount of tactical medical terms that I've been using, such as C1 esterase inhibitor and all the fixins. So I will try to temper my terminology to a simpler one in the future. Here to help with that is our producer, Cameron. Hey, Dr. London. You, uh... You, uh, I mean, you've been, you looking pretty tired, like sleepy tired, like not like yeah. you've been working hard type of tired, just like not getting the kind of rest you need kind of tired. Well, they're, they're not exclusive. They're not like, I can be both kinds of tired. It's not. Yeah. But are you? Yeah. Well, it's been, you know, it's the season. It, it just work gets to be a whole this, lot. Well, this was kind of what I was about to ask is. I mean, this right now, you know, this is the week of Thanksgiving. This is famously mm-hmm. the scariest time of year. I mean, it's the scariest yeah. holiday. And yeah. uh, oh, I know oh. that that brings back nightmares. Some of your old classics usually kind of get brought back up. I don't want to like, I know we've done dream interpretations on this show before, Dr. London, mm-hmm. but I, do you want to talk about it a little bit? Maybe, maybe get this uh, out of your system. Maybe we can... Um, uh, Help you get I mean, that, that sweet sleep that you desperately need so you don't accidentally cut someone open too hard or play around with their intestines too much or whatever you guys do. Yeah. Well, and like uh, the intestinal play, sure, it's, it's been different lately just because, you know, it, it is famously the most scary time of year. Yes. Uh, yeah. So my, we have done your dream heart, interpretations. Your heart's just not in it when you're playing around with their intestines. Anymore, no, like not literally. Yeah. Yeah. So it's uh it's yeah, it's a huge change from Yeah, I guess compare me to a month ago, whenever things were kind of simpler, uh not a spooky thing in sight. Oh right. Um, I mean I mean you know, fun costume parties where everyone's dressing up as like Mario and Luigi, yeah. like super fun yeah. stuff. And then you get into this sort of scary period. We've got turkeys, <laughs> yeah. which are the scariest bird. Oh god, okay, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, no, I I'm I, not trying to spook you. I I but well, do you want to talk about some of your dreams for a second, Dr. London? Maybe, maybe we can <clears> get to the bottom of it. Well, I guess, so just to distinguish it, in the past we've talked about my dreams. This would be my nightmares. I, oh, that's a distinction yes. that should be made because it's, it's so different. And that's not even getting into night terrors. That's a whole different thing. Um, yeah, so my, as you know, my, my nightmare that, you know, I've gone to some therapy for, but the therapy was... Uh, outsourced. So like it was, I, don't, I was on the phone call. It was a conference call. Anyway, so so I've oh I'll, I'll yeah, say I've 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 gotten help. But mine's um, been automated. It's just all AI now. Yeah, I understand. Okay, yeah, yeah. So for me, I um, and this is this is just the same dream over and over. Is it just one nightmare? There are some variations, but it's essentially okay. like the baseline's the same. So right, okay. I and some people may have heard of this type of nightmarish thing where you wake up and like you're you go you're in school 
Okay, and oh, I'm not talking about yeah. medical school because everyone, you know, med school is famously like maybe yeah. the least stressful time for people, and it's not college, which is famously the most stressful time. You're talking about sailing school. Sailing school, yeah. So I. That's where I, I mean, you you don't talk yeah. about it much, but your, I mean, your K through twelve education mm -hmm. was at sailing school. You of yeah. course you guys learned history and math and all that, but it, most of it was primarily targeted towards a future in sailing. Yeah, well, because you know people like let's say you get your American education, and then a lot of the focus, even in world history, will be about the impacts on America. Well, sure. So yeah. my. Yeah, mine was um my my high school education was primarily focused on the impacts of the region of the sea. Was it just high school? I said K through twelve earlier. Oh, so, well, where I took the most history classes. I mean, like, sure, I had. History oh, you're talking about it, history, but, but it was it was sailing all the way through school, right? Kindergarten. Yeah, through. yeah. Well, that's. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You thought uh, that was assumed. Okay. Okay. Of course. Yeah. I. It's hard to imagine. Yeah. I guess, thank you for clarifying. I didn't, I, I assume this is normal for everyone. So, yes. Uh, the uh, so, so I <clears throat> have this nightmare where mm -hmm. I, I'm suddenly back in sailing school, back learning the history oh. of how, you know, the, these, these Vikings would, would travel across the sea. And I'm like, oh, that's, that's impacting my world here. Yeah. And, and so they'll repeat But it's a lot, facts. it's mostly like boat logistics and stuff, right? It's less about yeah. like the wars and the history and stuff it's more about the practical aspects of how to sail from point a to point b with this equipment yeah well i mean at that point we're getting into like uh you know sort Again, of is this, dissecting you, you, yeah you assumed that everyone's already knew that when you were saying we were talking about like yeah. the the great voyages of the past that it was mostly like blueprints and stuff yeah well and i mean to some extent there is the naval blockades and stuff that was really important um mm -hmm. stuff that like uh yeah my professor he hated that uh, he was always on about the blockades and you're you're like okay it's not the cuban missile crisis right now it's okay right yeah anyway, it's, yeah I, i'm sorry back to this so I, you're, I mean, i'm realizing your professors that, when they would get upset they would get pretty mad they are like all old sea captains i mean yeah just sort of like yeah. gnarly old men who can raise their voice and control yeah. room with it and have a peg yeah, a leg again sea shanties yeah. yeah uh and of course yeah when we went to, to our chapel it would be sea shanties song i i feel like honestly at this point i feel like oh it was it, a so much it was a religious okay it was a religious sailing school not just one religion it was pretty inclusive religious but it, oh but it had wise. like its own version of a chapel yeah i okay so I feel like I'm my sorry, nightmare we're, we're is getting away from it. Yeah, nightmare, nightmare. Well, my nightmare, nightmare is not going to make sense. Is what I'm realizing to to like the average listener. If this much needs to be explained, okay. Uh, then I me, okay, and yeah, we've been talking about this for way too long at this point. Let's just give a five second. Actually, okay, give a five second description of it, and then we will do a Patreon episode detailing your yeah. nightmare. Okay. So if you want to uh, hear the nightmare. You gotta pay up, buddy. Yeah, and it's worth, and that's not the only one on the Patreon. But yes, we'll we'll record. It that. is not the uh, only nightmare on the Patreon. <laughs> so okay, short version. I wake up in sailing class, okay. and the class is. I I look out the side of the boat, and we are stuck on a mountain. Oh, Seas no. dried up. 
And I don't, I don't, I don't want to get more into that. I'm already kind of getting fidgety thinking about oh, no. all the anxieties associated with that. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, uh, so so that's that's our producer Cameron. Oh, just uh, the anxiety oh, of like being high up is that is it like a heights thing? No, it's the my entire world being gone. The the sea is gone, and I'm stuck on a mountain. Like the sea left, and there's just mountains. Oh yeah, and you can't even comprehend not being surrounded by water. Not when I'm on a boat. Not when I'm in sailing school. It doesn't make sense. No. So yeah, I'm. I get that. So, so, so that's our producer Cameron. Also with us is Digital the Hose. And later, Cameron tells us that he can expect a special guest. That is correct, Doctor. All right, so yeah, do look forward London. to that. Um, or your full, you know, Captain Doctor London. Yeah, well, okay. I feel like you're just kind of trying to ridicule me now. You know, I didn't the, no, quite that, achieve that title. It's it's not like there was I, my graduation. There was a lot of it. Okay, but the only reason you didn't get that title was because of a technicality. You are a captain in my eyes, Captain Dr. London. I just, you know, it's like I appreciate it, but I also am ashamed and guilted by it. And that seagull deserved it. He he deserved deserved what he got. Yes. So I'm not trying to diminish what he did and his accomplishments. But I think there was room for two captains. I don't really understand why there's like a cap on it. You, it's just a title. You can kind of give everyone the title if you want, you know? Well, sounds like you haven't been to, to sailing school. And anyway. that is true. 
before we move on, I would like to address a bit of listener feedback. Um, and I didn't, I didn't realize this would come up like this. Uh, I just picked this thing at random, but this note comes from a turkey. <sighs> okay. So, um, so I guess like, so it's the way I'm going to try to think of this is this must be a bowling enthusiast. Someone who is really into getting three strikes in a row while bowling, just Turkey. Like the, that's okay. So, so the note reads quote, yes, doc, I would like, no, no, sorry. Just like, oh, just okay. like not from like the country Turkey. Instead, you have to sort of concoct this like really roundabout no. thing about bowling. No, just the most like the thing most people are going to be familiar with, which right. is right, yeah, which is getting three strikes in a row, or is it missing three in a row? What is it? It's getting three in a row. Yeah, I don't know. They have a lot of names for missing gutter ball. I believe is the main. Anyway, so. Uh, note reads, quote, yes, doc, I would like to schedule my breast and thigh reductions for Thanksgiving dinner, end quote. So, uh, I, I mean, guess. You're, I, you're kind you of busy that day, right? I thought we have plans. Are you working on Thanksgiving? Well, so, I mean, I guess the message that I would give to any patient trying to get their thigh and breast reductions and like, sure, if, if you need it, but. Yeah, just maybe call Molly at the front office. Yeah. Uh, just maybe go ahead. Be sure to have your insurance card and photo ID ready so we can get you on the calendar. And yeah, let, as, as you said, Cameron, I, I do have plans. I actually plan to go bowling that day. We um, had plans mm. to go bowling. Oh, you yes, you you wanted to to join with that. So anyway, um, it was me and you and Crampy Koala. Yeah, and no, and it Crampy, wasn't going to be... our buddy, good friend of ours. From yeah, the, you, if, you, if you're a long-time listener of the show, show, you definitely know about him because we are, of course, a podcast as a subsidiary. We, we are owned by the Koala Cola Corporation, yes. which is the most famous soda company in Australia. And their stuff does not have koala in it. Oh, it doesn't, nope. no. There's, there's no the company loves koala koalas, parts. Just like their talking yeah. mascot, Crampy Koala, who I wanted to hang out with because I haven't seen him in a while. Yeah, it's been texting me like, yo, yo, what's up? I've been trying to get the three of us to hang, but London always says you're busy. And now I kind of feel like I'm being frozen out. Whatever. It's it's whatever. I have a thing on Thanksgiving anyway. I've got a I have a thing. I have a baseball game. Okay. I was gonna say it's I have a very normal it's very normal to have a thing on Thanksgiving. Like most I feel like it's very common to have something to have a, a softball game on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, and we'll just say for any listeners who don't really, you may seem unfamiliar. We backed away a little bit from our talk about the Koala Cola Corporation because maybe our listener feedback portions, I, I kept reading the wrong things. Anyway, it, it became a whole thing behind the scenes and I legally can't say too much, but anyway, uh, to, to this. They put a, like a sort of thing in the back of your throat that restricted the, like which words you could say and couldn't say. Right, that you when you say yeah. you legally yeah. can't talk about yes. it, it's. I mean physically, yes. I mean physiologically, yeah. I, mean, I can't talk about it. Well, I mean, it was it was a legal decision. Like contracts were involved. It was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, if yeah, if we were to break it down, then yes, it is a physical inability at this point, um, which they they rightfully thought was appropriate to to restrict me physically in this way. And see, like, it's so crazy how the device works because, like, your lips said a completely different word. And yet I heard 
that oh everything that they do is completely inappropriate. Yeah. So, uh, but your lips didn't match that in any way. It was crazy. It was like watching like a dubbed person. You're there, and there's like no audio coming out. You're talking right now. There's, his mouth is moving. It's just Doctor London. It's clearly he's laughing, kind of like he's having a great time too. Anyway, uh, so to that listener, thank you for listening. Now for today's medical topic, gastroesophageal reflux disease. Gastroesophageal reflux disease, often abbreviated as GERD, is the inappropriate relaxation of the lower esophageal sphincter, and this causes the acid contents of the stomach to come up into the esophagus. So, um, symptoms include what is often described as heartburn, uh, along with sore throat, bad taste in the mouth, can be sort of a metallic bad taste, uh, can have hoarseness or cough. Patients, they may also present with burning pain in the epigastric region. You're getting, you're, it's like you're getting a bonus meal, though, because it's sort of coming back up a bit. Well, I, so it's, it's I, acid. I, yeah, but I get what you're saying. Like, oh, it, what if you eat like a gross soup or something? You don't want to necessarily eat that twice. I totally get what you're about to say. But if I have like a really, really nice grilled cheese, Dr. London, and I might want like just a little demo of it again, like, ooh, I wish I could have just a taste. Then you I mean, want the stomach acid coming you're up telling, in your throat. You're telling me that it'll just push the sandwich back up and I basically get meal number two and it, it's not even any extra calories? Wow. That, I, I, don't, I wouldn't call it a meal number two, but if you like the taste of your food mixed with stomach acid, oh, then... wow. No, that's that's shouldn't be inviting. Okay, so symptoms of GERD are worsened by nicotine, alcohol, caffeine, chocolate, peppermint, late night meals, and obesity. Now, there there are no unique physical findings in GERD. Uh, it's a symptom complex, most often diagnosed based on patient history. Uh, when the diagnosis is not clear, then they'll do a 24-hour pH Holter monitoring. Uh, or sorry, 24-hour pH monitoring, uh, and that may be considered to confirm the etiology. Endoscopy is indicated when there are signs of obstruction, such as difficulty swallowing or pain with swallowing, or when patients have weight loss, anemia, or heme-positive stools, um, or uh, just with greater length of time that they've had these symptoms, uh, the, the GERD symptoms. Uh, GERD may show redness, uh, erosions, ulcerations, or strictures, or Barrett's esophagus, uh, and that can lead to cancer. I think it's so, just it's sort of like a lot of the because you're using a lot of you're using a lot of medical buzzwords as they say, right? Like you're okay. throwing in these terms like throat and like I think you said stomach and maybe I think you maybe said uh, like hurt, like pain or something. Now you, those are buzzwords, for, medical buzzwords. These for like you? trendy zeitgeisty twenty twenty one Gen Z like buzzwords, right? Okay. So you're kind of just throwing it all in there. I think you're trying to throw people off the scent. Like maybe, I don't know, have have like restaurant mega corporations told you like you can't tell people about the second meal secret because then people are only going to buy one meal and get two for the price of one everywhere. And it would crash the economy. And it's See, ha I basically half the calories because you got two meals. See... No, because it's, it's it's a stomach acid thing, you see. So uh, we don't want the stomach acid to be coming up into the the throat. That that's bad. For them. And so, his mouth is moving just lightning speed still, and it it had it did not say anything like that. Okay, uh, so treatment for GERD uh, starts with lifestyle management. So if you don't like taking medicine, these are the first steps that you would 
uh, tend to use anyway. Um, patients with GERD should lose weight if they are obese. They should also avoid alcohol, nicotine, caffeine, uh, chocolate, and mint. In addition, they um, should avoid eating within three hours of bedtime, and it may also help to elevate the head of the bed six to eight inches. Additionally, if a patient has uh, mild or intermittent symptoms, the patient may benefit from liquid antacids or H2 blockers. Uh, persistent symptoms or erosive esophagitis calls for the use of PPIs, that's proton pump inhibitors, um, if oh, the yeah, symptoms sure. are unresponsive. Yeah. Uh, if the symptoms are unresponsive to treatment, and that can occur in around 5% of patients or, of cases, uh, patients should undergo surgical or anatomic correction to tighten that lower esophageal sphincter. This can be done through uh, Neeson uh, fundoplication, which involves wrapping the stomach around the lower esophageal sphincter, or through an endocinch, which is using a scope to place a suture around the lower esophageal sphincter to tighten it. Uh, and so you would rather people have an invasive surgery than have, like, two Big Macs for the price of one. And his mouth is just moving as he's explaining No, this. I mean, uh, no, I, th- these are just because we're trying to prevent cancer. And his, yeah, his, his, he did not say that. Dr. London, I don't like you being censored like this. Like, I'm really, really pro-cancel culture, but, like, not when it's you. So uh, you can also use heat or radiation of the lower esophageal sphincter. Uh, but that method can actually cause scarring. Um, oh, yeah, wow. but those are sort of, the, sort of sarcastic aside that was bleeped out. Yeah, these are sort of the uh, yeah the methodology uh, to potentially treat um, GERD or gastroesophageal reflux disease. You can just see him saying like these sarcastic things. Doctor London keeps his mouth just keeps moving. Wow. Yeah, it's... uh. They really got to you. When they put that device in the back of your tongue that controlled what you said, I just... I didn't think you'd end up selling your soul over it, man, you know? Yeah, well, I, I love but that device. This is fine. This is normal. It's great. All right, well, we need to move on. Incredible! All right, Cameron, you said that we have a guest today. Is that right? That is correct, Dr. London. We actually have, I believe, a recurring guest, as in someone who's been here before. Is that correct? Yes, I'm so glad to be back. Hi, Captain Doctor and Cameron. How are you guys doing? Hey, it's good to Hello, see you yeah. again. We normally don't have any guests who make it, <clears throat> make the journey back. Yeah, yeah, It's it's been a year for sure. Yeah, and it's just... Especially with our, I mean, our studio changes locations on a pretty consistent basis. Yeah, I've been tracking you guys for a while, so it's just a matter of, you know, GPS and, you know, uh, little, little, little uh, gadgets under your cars and stuff, you know. Yeah, okay, if my ankle wasn't basic. tethered, if my ankle wasn't tethered to the podcast, I, I don't know that I could keep up. Well, so, so just, you know, listen, this is, I'm Dr. LondonSmith.com, this is producer Cameron. Uh, and so, Pilgrim, you're back. Um, I'm back. What has, has anything changed since you've last been here? You know, it's been a year. And I'm really, I, I was really sad to miss you guys last year. Uh, but the year before, we had such a fun time chasing turkeys, uh, drinking well water, um, accusing witches. Um, oh, and, yeah. and Dr. Uh, Dr. London, I hope you're you sure that all of us did that? Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I'm sure your mom didn't take it too personally, Dr. London. Um, but mm-hmm. did she ever get out of that jail, gay, jail that we had set up? She, 
And it's no, no, that's she's kind of set up shop there in jail. She calls it home. I feel like jail is kind of harsh. It's a room. I mean, it's 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 a people pay like two hundred dollars a night to stay in a hotel. That's true. Uh, I've heard of more. Yeah, yeah, even so, three hundred fifty, even. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, with the witchcraft stuff, I'm sure she has a lot more time on her hands to practice that. Yeah, you know, she doesn't bring it up that often. Like she's really set up shop. Like she's. I, honestly, she she talks about how she's kind of living her best life right now. She said, like, if she hadn't been put away, then she wouldn't be able to have so much time to read, right? Uh, to lift weights. Um, oh, and she's she, getting a lot yeah, of tattoos she's, now. I mean, she's Jack. That's now. great. I'm glad. I'm glad my program could do that for her. I really am, and I'm excited to talk to you guys about how things have changed over the uh, past crazy yeah, year. You yeah. Yeah. So, um, I guess I, if I remember right, from when you were here previously, mm-hmm. you're a uh, you're pretty big on sort of doing things to a historical, like modern things, but in a historically accurate way. Exactly. And, you know, with this past year, it's been tough. And so I, my program is really concentrated on, I mean, because, you know, 1600s, pandemics, you know, that kind of fits. Uh, okay. Right? So... Um, okay, so there's precedent. I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I was able to... to to kind of replicate some quarantine uh, effects on all of my clients. Um, I also am expanding to other holidays besides Thanksgiving um, because things were pretty oh. slow last year. Um, oh, wow. And I'm excited You're to share, uh, yeah, I'm excited to share some of my, um, my kids' camps, too, about how we bring in history oh. and fitness. Um, so uh, I, I started out with that, with that uh, term. I, I called it, I wanted to combine history and fitness. So I yeah, tried I, hitness. I'm, Hitness, and it didn't really work for me. Um, Not with so, the children, yeah. Yeah, so I just changed it to fistery. So, so hitness, yeah, with children, I, I guess that that wouldn't be. I can no. see that being perceived in a negative way. Yeah, I got some emails. Um, uh, so I go, went ahead and changed it. Just you know, I still wanted to combine it, so I couldn't. It's now fistery camp. F- oh, fistery wow. camp. Okay, I guess fitness. So, so it's history. Yeah. So is it is it the history of fitness or is it like doing fitness that's based on like historical themes? You got it, Cameron. You got it. Based on historical the questions. Oh, okay. Yep, yep, yep. Uh one of the kids' favorite activities at that camp is uh uh it's pushing the the, the milling wheel, you know, the big wheels. And the, it's kind of Oh, hard those or whatever, big wheels. Yeah. Yeah. They love that. Yeah, we've you all know? got them. Yeah, 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 and it's just it just makes all that noise. They love the noise, and you know they like to help each other out. So there's you know ten or twenty of them on at a time, and uh, it's it's a real good time. Um, and is it? I mean, what is the mill? What is this mill doing? Like, or is it? Is there anything in it? I don't. What is the actual purpose of this? Uh, you you know, back in Pilgrim days, it was a, a corn mill or something like that. But I've got a, a like a turbine underneath, and it just makes electricity that you know pays for the camp. I guess that oh. was sort of my question because it sounded like you know you're making them work on this sort of large machinery. Basically, are you kind of you know working them in a way? No, no, no. Are you profiting it's, off of it's their fitness regimens? I should say. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, well, let me tell you a couple of other things, and you'll clearly see that this okay. is a camp of fun and and learning. Right? Um, the kids oh, have bikes. Okay. The kids have bikes, and sometimes um, you know. 
uh, in pilgrim days, people took care of each other. They would deliver food to one another. Um, they would schedule oh, food wow. deliveries. Yeah. Um, and so the kids just, you know, they, they have a grand time. They just run out and they, and they're able to ride their bikes, uh, really far ways and come back. And, uh, even sometimes the people give them some money. Um, sewing, we have sewing classes. I remember a story my, my mm-hmm. great grandmother used to tell about her great grandmother back, back, back in those sort of times when she would schedule like a hamburger delivery for like eight dollars mm-hmm. at like yeah. eight PM and then it would show up at like eight thirty and she'd be like really pissed. Mm-hmm. So she'd give like the delivery person a bad review and then the delivery yeah. person would like w- take that personally and it's like, okay, but bro, like yeah. w- I would you I scheduled it for like eight PM and it's like eight thirty, like the burger's cold. And having to like send it back and get in touch with like customer support and stuff. And that's the sort of like stories that have been passed down through the ages, through my ancestry. Mm-hmm. Generation. And yeah. it's just something we need to continue. Or the kids it, it, not only can we tell them, but at my camp they can experience something like that, Cameron. Oh wow. So are oh. are they delivering food to the community? Just just like in the pilgrims days. This that oh, was wow. part of part of the community. So I'm so um, sorry for for speculating before that you were using child labor. Yeah. Now that I it hears it sounds like they're volunteering. Exactly. They're delivering food to the community, and they're learning and how people fun. lived back then. Yeah, um, but uh, the kids' favorite 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 activity is alchemy. Um, they're able to r- really put some chemicals together um, uh, and and figure out what these chemicals can do um, and. It's so funny because when they come out, they're just really like psyched and like happy about alchemy. Um, and, you know, you just can't calm them it's down. It's like chemistry in the olden days. That, uh, except right. alchemy, was alchemy more aimed at creating gold? I feel like that was a big part of that. That was Maybe my understanding. Was, word, but... No, I, I, I believe alchemy is the process of like trying to f- like turn something specific into gold. Gold or currency? Yeah, just some sort of like chemical alteration. Mm-hmm. So, but, so not just chemistry as a whole. You're focusing very specifically on the monetary creating money aspect of chemistry. Yes, and, and it, you know, it's something in the Pilgrim days when uh, when they did alchemy, it was very secretive. Uh, it was not something you wanted the authorities to know about. Um, and it's something that was kind of underground. You didn't want oh, the churches yeah. to know about it or the, you know, the governess. And so we kind of do the same exact thing, you know? There's no reason yeah. to put the any FBI, of this on yeah. paper oh, or to, like, document wow, any yeah. of it because that's how we keep it historical. So mm. that with the milling and the electricity. Yeah. And famously, this yeah. podcast... This podcast isn't documenting it. This is only sent That's to good. my friends. I appreciate so. that. Um, uh, with a printing press or something yeah, like so that. Yeah. No one. Cool. No, it's fine. Yeah. So that's Fistory Camp. Yeah, and we just were just able to open up this summer. You know, we had to have uh, you know uh, vaccine mandates and all sorts of stuff, which uh, wasn't a problem back then either. You know, you know, take a little bit of the of the and put it on your wound, and then it climbs in there and does its thing. Um, but wow, just like. The actual pure mm-hmm. ways, not like today where it's, you know, corn mm-hmm. syrup and artificial flavors and this kind of medical treatment, blah, 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 chemicals and all this stuff. Back when like doctors actually treated people with like, you know, right. leaves and leaves shit. and alchemy. Yes. Yeah. Leaves and then chemical processes of trying to figure out how to invent money. Exactly. Yeah. Well, because I guess the difference that you're you're making here is... You know, in the modern day, it's all chemicals. But 
back then it was just simple alchemy much so different you know just historical uh just trying to go to pull from the olden days the wisdom of our forefathers and incorporate it into this um child labor may sound harsh but uh this well, well how how many children volunteerism volunteerism it's charity dr london it sounds like it right that's exactly what it is and it's it's been my my life dream and and goal to pass this down on and, and to other generations you know the delivery systems the mill and the alchemy uh to to really combine history and fitness history uh, so f- how how many children are involved in your history program 57 okay and is that and do they do, well for how long do they, have they been like in it? it oh okay both questions oh that's a better question actually <laughs> How long? Yeah, you said this. Yeah, you said this started this summer. It's you know it's November right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are the, are they still at the are they still at the camp? Well, I I mean it's volunteerism. So I mean and they're having a great time. So I mean it's hard. You tell them they have to go home, but they I mean besides the the the, the wheel and the delivery food, they really it's the alchemy that keeps them there. You know, they just kind of if if you try to take them away from that, they kind of start kind of waking out and twitching and stuff. So, huh. you know, I just want to so do what's what, best for them. What kind so, of... Uh, and quarantine and stuff is really... Well, I was gonna, what, what kind of chemical... Mm-hmm. You, you say twitching and stuff. I'm, I'm starting to wonder, mm-hmm. like, I guess I hadn't really thought of how you make gold with chemicals and alchemy. What... what do, you, do you know what sort of chemicals are, or, or alchemy materials are being used uh, by these children? Because I would love to hear your your process sure sure so in order to making products exactly uh so uh to keep in times in the 1600s and 1700s there was uh there was a lot of trading going on uh throughout Mm. europe and africa and especially south america so uh in order to keep and to teach the history of uh this activity uh i like to import a lot of our stuff uh from venezuela colombia uh, right, of course, uh, Mexico, uh, and that you know sure. what that even the teaches major them trade hubs, right? And yeah. that, and that yeah. was the case there. So the English and Spanish are trading with each other, and uh, mm-hmm. we, of course, it would be abhorrent to include slaves in that. That would be ridiculous. Um, so we yeah. leave that part out, and we're able to teach the kids about how bad that is. Uh, but we're able oh, to kind of yeah, show them yeah. how how we get the raw materials, and then we push out the product to the market that is so demanding just like it was in the 16 1700s when the, when the market was so, when the european market was so hot you know what i appreciate wow. here and i i love it sounds oh sorry well, it, it sounds go like go ahead you know a lot of people try to whitewash history they try to pretend that slavery right. never happened but it sounds like right. you are directly confronting it and saying no this is slavery is bad that was a bad thing right. that's a practice that right. we're not going to well you know, Try to and people are always saying that, you know, forget history about all the trading that we do with specific South American countries. Right, right. And it's like, no, this is an important part of history that we need to be like, you know, like you're doing, showing them a hands-on way of learning, which is what I really, really love. It seems like education is almost entirely uh, geared towards either audio learners or visual learners rather than the kinesthetic learners, the people who need the hands-on experience just to really, really get it. Yeah, yeah. So that's how, um, that's how Fistery is going, Fistery Camp. Um, 
but that's been the highlight awesome. of my last 18 months or so. Um, but since uh, since quarantine has started, uh, I myself is n- have not been doing as well as uh, lately. Um, oh. Oh. Yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. It- is it, and like pers just personally like emotionally or are you saying well, maybe have you given up on the fitness stuff it was just a little bit, so or? hard not because of the clients you know the 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 demand was down obviously so i kind of had to like do a lot of self care and self training and i still wanted to keep the history in my fitness and health of course and so um i'm glad you guys talked about boats um because I really started thinking about what it meant to be alone and to be quarantined. And I remembered that the Mayflower, the the pilgrims on the mm-hmm. Mayflower, when they first arrived, they didn't just jump off the boat, you know, whoop-de-doo, here's a rock, yay. No, no that's not how they it works. Yeah, no, they had, they had like skates and they had a ramp. And so once they were able to put that ramp down, zoom, they were able to skate just right down on the land. Right, and they were so happy to do that because they had to sit on the boat for like a month. Because all the dudes had to go out there and make sure everything was safe and all this other stuff. So they were essentially quarantined. So because of their situation. Yeah. And skating, like inline skating was also just really, really big that like year. Yep. The 20s. And so yep. that was like, oh, yeah, it's like this is what we need to do real quick. We've got these ramps. We've already got these inlines. This is the only thing that's been keeping us sane on this long voyage. Let's like yeah. actually grind this shit down the ramp and get to on American soil. That's just part of the badass history that my great grandmother right. would tell me all the time. I can hear the 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 inlines going across the deck now. Clink 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 clink. Oh wow! Yeah, you make it so real. It's one of these. It's one of these stories that you know that these practices that are born out of the desperation and born out of the times they lived in. You know, who knows where we'd be as far as inline skate technology now if it hadn't been for the pilgrims coming over on the Mayflower. It's true. Oh, thanks for the inspiration, guys. I, I it's, it was really feeling down. Um, so to replicate that quarantine, and and we know all know the story of how the pilgrims were running out of beer and they had to stop. So, you know how you go to the bar and you get to the end of the keg. It's the worst. You get the end. I got the end of the keg. You send it back. So, I really wanted to replicate that feeling of quarantine. End of the keg. End of the end of the beer. Um, so quarantine there's nothing else to do you know i can't go do anything else so i made a visit to my local recycling center uh and i would ask people you know hey before you throw those empty beer cans away can i just can i have them i'll recycle them later and so i gathered four to five hundred of little empty cans and sometimes people don't empty them you know you get a little shake so in order to replicate that i took all those took them onto my fishing boat and went out to the to my local fishing uh hole and head out there and finished off about four or five hundred ounces of leftover beers and so i would know exactly i mean it wasn't a, it was not a proud moment of my life heavy on the yeast. yeah and that's a frugal yeah. tip listeners listeners particular that is a frugal tip we love giving frugal tips on this show so if you're trying to save a buck just see what cans are around there that have a little that's bit right. left that's right and you'll and feel you mix that just, into yeah, a fun little jungle juice and you'll feel just like the pilgrims before they landed inline skated Oh, wow. Plymouth. So you're learning while you're doing That's it. Right. That's really, really special. That's right. But I'm really sorry that that was such a, a tough time for you to... You're talking about like digestively drinking that much. Yeah, it had to be done. If I really wanted to enter into that mindset, it was it was good for me to kind of remind myself of my goals uh, and, my, and my purpose. Yeah. Wow. That is really, so, really... I'd hate to... I did... What? What? 
Well, so I've been, you know, as you talk about, you know, your, your isolation mm -hmm. and stuff, two things I'm wondering, one, where the children's parents who were at the Fistry camp, you know, where, where the parents were located, but also where were you in relation to those children while you were, you know, on this, uh, sort of pilgrimage, this, this learning about the bottom of the barrel beer, um, or bottom of the keg situation on a boat. Like, were the children on a boat with you, or were they they still at fishery camp, still um, making deliveries? Uh, this was, you know, uh, in the spring, so they were probably just building the camp at that point. Uh, their parents had, uh, there was oh oh okay yeah yeah. You, when you say they, you we you're still talking about the kids, not like a construction crew or anything like that. No, no, the children, of course. Uh, they were we were just about like the pilgrims did. The pilgrims exactly. didn't just show up, and there were houses and shopping malls already built. Right. No, if they said, "Hey, they, I want to see, I want a fuddruckers," they had to actually like pull up their bootstraps and get to it. That's right. Get their children to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So so but so but like where are their parents well you know how the people quote went back to school this fall sure yeah uh there were some districts that yeah i don't know why it's in quotes uh, but sure. there were some districts that uh kind of didn't and i kind of stepped in and filled that educational gap Oh, okay. So okay. These, by not these yeah, kids by, by not allowing them to return. Well, from I was camp. gonna say, do these yeah. kids think that they are? Is this their school? I mean, if it's like uh, Captain Doctor School in that sense, yeah. Uh, oh wow! And sailing school, you know, I mean, so we twelve hour day. I'm looking to par partner with yeah. that school la later on to kind of do a Mayflower project later on. So if you can get yeah, me in Dr. touch with London, anybody, what was yeah, well, Doctor London? What was the name of your your school? Sailing High Sailorman School. Uh, oh, wow. Turning boys into semen. Yeah, that, that was our slogan. And it's... Oh, wow. And that was their... Yeah, and it was on your hats, your graduation caps. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, I, I guess what, you're, what I hear you getting at is that you want me to give you, put a good word in for you as, you know, the sort of successful graduate. Um, but... Right. Well... Not successful enough to be an actual I, like that's actual was, captain. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So I, I, I could try to find connection, but like honestly, there's a seagull that uh, that could really do a lot more for you. Um, I don't. He's he outranks me by by a lot. Uh, he's been promoted like. He gets well, I think he runs the program. Still, yeah. I think they're inventing titles. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, he's yeah. basically CEO so of the. School. If you wanted to oh, okay. get in on that program, I like most of what I could. I could get you to. I don't think I could get you to be able to scrub the decks because that's actually pretty involved. Um, if you want to be like hung by your ankles outside of the boat and like dragged behind. Oh wow! Or yeah. or to, mm -hmm. if 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 you can. If you can bunch yourself up and and huddle up, uh, and then yep. so so they could throw you off the side to measure nautical miles in the, the historical way, okay. not yourself up, um, then mm -hmm. that that might be an opening. They might have that. Um, and you did that from seventh to tenth grade, right, Doctor London? Yeah, once I was once I showed that I could really handle responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. Once you earned it, of course. Yeah. Uh, they said, you know. 
well, we, we've really, we can't just trust anyone to measure how fast we're going. And I was like, I can mm. do this. They're like, well, how good of a knot can you yeah. be? And so I had to work hard and, wow. and really learn to knot myself, but knot myself I did. And this, if you, without sailors like you and your classmates and your teachers, we wouldn't have all these deliveries coming back and forth between us, you know, let's say like Florida and a lot of Latin American countries, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. The, the famously so I wanted- fluid supply chains. Yes. So these kids think that they're, they're at school and their parents think that they're at school. And they are basically at school. It's a type of school. It's like sort of a modern-y type of school. Was that how you would describe it? Maybe it's more than a camp? I mean, yeah. I, I, my model is, uh, if you know that the, uh, the Pilgrims originally uh, spent about 10 to 12 years before they came over to the Americas uh, in the Netherlands. And so that's how I'm able to kind of harken back to oh. that kind of style of education. You know how those Nordic countries and Western European countries do things with you know, schools and stuff, all kind of funky, like take your shoes off and, you know, call the teacher by the first name kind of thing. Oh, wow. Whoa, okay. So, and everything whoa. is like a stinky fish, like every food is stinky fish yeah. based. Yep. And uh, wooden shoes sometimes. I'm sorry. They, they take their shoes off? Yeah. I mean, d- wouldn't you? I, I, I'm sorry. This is just, you, you know, you mentioned some cultural differences, but that sounds ridiculous. Oh, and Finland, just take your they shoes don't off? even, they don't even have shoes anymore. They considered shoe to, shoes a fad. Like they were really into Air Jordans in like '94, mm-hmm. and then after that, they were like, "Well, they, they're like, oh, that's kind of cringy. You still mm-hmm. wear those like shoes?" Yeah, but you like, know, in like you a walk Finnish the Arctic accent. Circle in that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. No, it's. I guess I should try to be more open. I'm sorry to. I'm sorry to be so critical and to stop you there because it's. I can't. I can't imagine. I'm just trying to keep up with the rest of the world. Yeah. You know. Uh, okay. So sorry. Back to the stuff that's obviously acceptable. Uh, so how um, d- d- is there any adult supervision within the camp? Because I see you. It sounds like you go on your own sort of sabbaticals, a decent amount of the time to try to find yourself historically. Yeah, and I assume maybe like if you're out on kind of. Tr- your travels in a Mayflower type ship, you might actually be facilitating some of this delivery system going on. Is that, is that about right? Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say, I mean, the kid, I mean, the kids are, are, are delivering food here and there. And if there's a little something extra at the bottom of the bag, that also needs mm-hmm. to be delivered. We can do that too. Um, but I, I'm away a lot, uh, doing the sailing, um, uh, and down South and stuff. Um, the the kids are kind of self-regulated oh, wow. uh you know the older ones the older ones kind of uh hang out and uh it, the, the, i gotta make sure they're a little bigger than the other ones physically uh, yeah you know that's how they did in, in plymouth oh, yeah okay. in plymouth it was the, the ones that were bigger were usually taking care of the other ones and then um uh but yeah they're they pretty much uh take care of themselves they're the big ones are essentially your union busters just to make sure that the younger ones the weaker ones aren't going to start organizing and like you know de- maybe demanding certain things or whatever right but to keep it to keep it really historically accurate they're the they're the guild busters oh of course yeah guilds reunion now, yeah. i mean now that you mention it like this with mostly a self-regulated thing it it is bringing to mind some headlines that i saw uh I want to say it was like a month ago of something about like a Lord of the Flies situation. Um, just where chi- well, a ch- child that, runs that society. Was, 
Yeah, but Dr. London, I know what you're talking about. That was in like, I mean, it was like a cocaine factory or something like that. That has that is not yeah, that's the not a camp about okay. history. Right. Okay. It was like in a it was like in a pro like drug processing plant. Whereas like this we're talking about the like kids wigging out from alchemy is food very and normal, product yeah. to your customers, receiving and sending deliver large deliveries via boat from South American countries. And of course, the, how much the kids love doing the work and how fidgety they get when they're not around it enough. And Captain Doctor, you know, if if I, I, we've been teaching, we just started our new our new hunting courses because that's what the pilgrims had to do. You know, with a big open shotguns or whatever and bows and arrows that, or crossbows mostly. That's the European way of doing things. And if you, uh, Doctor London, mm-hmm. if you need that seagull out of the sky, my kids can do that. So okay. you know, you just give me a give me a call. Uh, I will say if that's something that we can we can collaborate on I, educationally. I, I will say because he's so high up, he usually yeah. just has someone drive him around. He's not really in the sky much. Yeah, it's not wow. a physically high up. It's high ranking at this point. Uh, the the main problem. Yeah, it's oh. really. I don't know that it would help he had, me. You know, I, a, I'm so low compared to him at this point. Uh, someone else would. Okay. Uh, and honestly. For, I, I want to say, just real quick, I didn't, how do I phrase it without, um, I didn't mean to do that seagull any harm. I mean, I mean, that's what I say too when things but, happen. Oh, I, except for, yeah, no, ex- except for the other, the thing, but like, and that, even that, I tripped. It was, it was just some of the stuff you had yelled, like right beforehand, I think would lead people to believe. That that was your motive. I'm gonna kill that bird. Yeah. I'm gonna turn that bird into a seagull sandwich. Yeah. And then I kept and and all the the weapons that I kept throwing and shooting. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and the arsenal that I brought with me to to have to be able to use weapons in such a plural manner. Like it's, I get the misconceptions, but um, yeah. I I figured I, I should just state for the record, make it clear, like, no, there's no beef between me and the seagull and someone offering to yeah. to off a seagull for me. Uh, Whoa, who said that, that? It was a coup attempt. It was, an, it, was a, it was a coup attempt, right? Can we just call it what it is? I think it's more of a ca. You brought a fleet. Cuckoo? I, I don't know. A ca. I, I don't know. I'm trying to, I don't remember how they pronounce it, the seagulls. But yes. Uh, oh, I, yeah. Okay, I, I did try to take over sailing school at one point. Yes. It, yeah. Is that part of the learning process? Also, yes. Mutiny. Uh, Honestly, it's learning history, right? It's just, it's, it's taking past historical instances of, you know, people down on their luck, rising up, and killing seagulls, you know what I mean? And you apply that history to your current day. You're learning, you're teaching, you're doing all of this. And by stuff. the way, it's... And so it was really noble of you, honestly, Dr. And, London. And I guess I didn't see historical precedent for losing to the seagulls so dramatically and, and so emphatically as well. Uh, but you, like maybe there's the, that one albatross. Anyway, I, I feel like I'm hogging the attention now. And really, I want to... Um, so, so these sounds like these kids are self-sufficient. They're really learning how to manage their own thing. They're, they're, 
basically learning what a lot of people have advocated for, which is let's get kids back into trade schools. Let's tell, teach them real skills. Yeah. And, right. uh, you know, it, it's something right. that we've been oh, yeah, kind of missing was, a lot. Was it, was it Wyoming or somewhere very recently where they're going to allow 14-year-olds and possibly even talking about younger to start working again? And it's like, yes, finally. Like, let's let these people actually learn these real things rather than like, oh, uh, uh you know, the, 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 mm-hmm. add, the addition, if you add, if you add that number to this number, then there's, it's like another number and it's like, okay. Technically, maybe. Who cares? But when the kids are measuring things and then dividing those things and combining uh, grams and milligrams. Yes. They're really, really, really like hopping then. Ugh. And they're just really, re- just applying learned knowledge. Well, that's, I mean, I think that is really, really special. I mean, do you have any, um, I mean, do you have any plans? I mean, it's the week of Thanksgiving. Oh. Are you, you and the, you and the kiddos at your, at your camp? You got anything planned? You doing anything? Um, we're actually going to start, I mentioned we we're going to branch out and, uh, we're, we're we're branching out oh, to other yeah. non-denominational holidays uh, in order to teach history and stuff. So um, we're looking pretty far ahead, but I think it's one of the best holidays for us to to practice and to offer our services for. Um, we're getting ready for St. Patrick's Day in March, which is coming in what, five, okay. six months. Sure. And so to learn that history, to experience that history, uh, the plan is uh, to uh, take, you know, four, five, thousand snakes and drop Mm -hmm. them into the nearest town and just let them kind of run around a little bit um and then so that the people can understand exactly what saint patrick meant to ireland we can come in uh me and the and and the kids can come in and show them exactly how saint patrick drove out those snakes in ireland so that people can understand the real true meaning of saint patrick's day oh wow and is is and you know what like let's say this is just a hypothetical Mm -hmm. but like let's say there was a customer of yours who had sort of a tab. They, they weren't paying up. It sounds like if you wanted to sort of spook them a little bit, it would be great to like move these snakes towards them. You know what well, I mean? Like you, you give them that the, things like guide yeah, it towards them. And it's be a like, gentle reminder. Come on, and say, buddy. Hey, look, these remember, these are the services that were offered and that you took. This is something like that. Here is a reminder mm-hmm. of it. And so, you know, it gives them a little bit of fitness too. Here's a thousand. Right. Snakes, it gives them a little yeah. bit of fitness. You know, they're hopping around and jumping and, you know, running out of breath and stuff, and maybe even uh, build some antibodies to venom. They can uh, they can do that too. It's a good opportunity. So the kids are really excited about it, um, uh, especially right after alchemy. So we go right from alchemy yeah, to snake training. Say, so uh, it works out great. Easy transition. Oh yeah, well, all, they've got all got yeah got that energy. They're hyped up. They're yeah. ready to go. That's yeah. awesome. You know what else? What else you got going? Um, let's see. Um, I'm still trying to think of ideas for Flag Day. Um, Ooh. I mean, the history of Flag Day was, of course, Jeremy Flagg mm-hmm. invented the... This was in 1993. Right. He invented the mop. Is that right? The The mop? Yeah. So Flag Day is all about mopping. Yes. It's all about like one of the greatest inventions of all time, celebrating the genius of Mr. Oh, Flagg Let me write himself. that down. You said it's, mop? His amazing product. Yeah, a mop. Yeah, I'm not sure if I'm guy. saying that right. Mop. Yes. Uh, I. It was all. It's one of those holidays where you're like. It looks like a muppet. It looks like a muppet's hair, but you scrub on the. Oh, ground like those dogs. It's very, very. Those really big dogs with the hair. Yes. yes. 
they're like if you rubbed the dogs all over the floor to get up all of the like spilled okay, juice. Okay, but do you think a mop can get like different kind of like uh, plant residue or like powders off the floor? Uh, I'm just going to be honest. I'm not like a mop user. I'm not a mop guy. Okay. So that's not really like my category but I, dr london are you are you a mop guy or? i've mopped up some some chemicals before but they were chemicals and not alchemy so i'm not sure if that's oh. if it will apply the oh, same way wow. but you know all these this talk about mopping and everything it, it is reminding me that we kind of have some chores to do and oh no i just uh i'm pissed yeah i know i know uh i j- cameron would you mind explaining to the listeners i feel like we yes yes we gotta do this i know so here's the thing dr london and i have been neglecting all of our chores all of our duties everything on our to-do list we've been busy okay we were watching squid game months ago and my dvd and it's just a one game well not the dvd because i got it on dvd of course it got stuck in the blu-ray player so until we couldn't do yeah. anything else until we like, you know, jiggled it and got got it fixed. So that's that's been the last like seven or eight weeks of my life. Ugh, yeah. And so anyway, so all, of the, no all of these chores have been piling up. We haven't been doing the dishes. We haven't been feeding the dog, and we haven't been like haven't wiped the house. Well, we haven't been yeah. wiping the house. We haven't been wiping the dog either. I mean, it's just been like a lot of different issues going on. So we invented this fun chore wheel. We put all of our chores, all of our tasks on the wheel, and every week we spin it. Whatever it lands on, we have to do it. Have to. Yeah. So it's um, actually, uh, Pilgrim, would you mind going ahead and giving that big wheel a spin? Okay, sure thing. It's, uh, yeah. It's, I guess, try to do it in sort of the, I guess, like the mill. The, the, yes. Those, yeah. those wheels. Yeah. Yeah. Spin it in the most historical way you so can. So the, the kids yeah. usually, right before they put their hands on it, uh, like water comes out of their eyes, um, and they're like their mouths make this motion right here, like this. Okay, like, okay, so sort of a I'm trying to think of what shape, like upside a b- down bowl, you. like like a. Yeah. Yes. And the water yes. comes okay. out, and then they like an umbrella. Yeah, they put both okay. hands on it, and they say something like. Um, uh, I want my mom, and then they get it going. It's it's yeah. great, and so I'll do that for oh, you right okay. now. Okay, sweet. Yeah, sounds Just great. Just like our ancestors. I used want to. my mom. Oh, okay, not this one. On this one. Uh, I guess if if ever there was a time. For I know. It. Well, that's this true. Very very. For good last time year's tour, though. Yeah. So you Th- do this... have. To, well, well, I'll I'll explain it. Like <laughs> okay. S- so, the mayor who, you know, if you're listening to this show, you know the mayor. He is always breathing down our neck trying to get us to do all these projects. He is not making us do a project this time as much as he invited us over to his house to hang with his yeah. family and like a potluck and his friends. Which, yeah. that's kind of the worst chore I could possibly imagine. Yeah. And, and so, but we all got to bring something. To, yeah bring something and he didn't say and that's that's the, the the thing about the mayor is like you don't bring he doesn't say bring uh you know a, a a boat he doesn't say bring a casserole he says bring something and so we're scratching our heads wondering what to do so so right now if we could all think of something and pilgrim i don't 
I don't know that you'll be invited necessarily, but he will want you to bring something regardless. Alan, do you want to go? I have a pl- I have a plus one. He gave you a plus one. Oh, really? Yeah, I can tell. Yeah, I can tell my wife to just stay home. She's a bitch. Uh, that makes sense. I mean, that's the pilgrim way too. So, um, uh, I'd fit right into that. So, you you want to come to the pod? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, cool. Okay, so then per- that's perfect. So, okay, we got to figure out. I'm what sorry, we're just separately. He gave you a plus one because he didn't give me a plus one. He's he specifically well, said I mean, that that you don't get it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Maybe maybe I I don't want to stir up something here. But. Well, right. It sounds like he specifically said that you don't oh. get a plus one. Not 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 yeah. Not the royal you. Okay. No. No. Okay. But li- literally yeah. you, because typically you're gonna bring. I mean. The 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 dates you typically bring are usually what dragged through sewage first. It's a deterrent. We don't get robbed on the way there. Uh, well, they're not people, Doctor London. You're not bringing people. You're you every time you think it's a funny joke. Every time to say, "Oh, my date's here," and you bring like yeah. livestock, dragged like through sewage first. Or yeah, bring a so sheep. it's not even. But that you don't you don't think through the bit, Doctor London. You show up at these parties with this bit. And then you have to take care of like a cow or something for the rest of the night. And you don't do it. You just go wander and you start talking to people. And suddenly there's just livestock roaming around in people's house. It gets stinky. Uh, no, no, I get it. I get it. It's a funny bit. Well, I, I love it. I love when you show up and you're like, hey, it's my date. And it's like a horse. That's so funny. But you can't then just be like, all right, I'm going to go mingle. You can't look at the animal and say, I'm going to go mingle. I'm going to make the rounds and then just leave. Okay. I, no, I, and I guess I should take note of this. And maybe next year I'll get this right. Um, but go, yeah, let's, let's do the chores. I, whatever. It's stupid. Now, regardless, uh, what should we bring? So I think we should bring definitely some livestock. That's a great idea. We have some at the camp. Um, I, oh, perfect. Yeah. What, what, what are you all working with? Pigs. News, GNUs. Oh, okay. Um, we have a lot. I mean, I think the goats. Do you have like a lot of? Do you have a lot of pig varieties? Warthogs. Do you guys have some like? Oh, warthogs, yep. like African warthogs. Yeah, that's yep. okay. Yep. Um, I, I mean, I definitely say we bring some of the pigs, right? And that way, because it, a pig can be two things. If they want to turn it into a meal, yep. That's an option. Easy, easy. Or if you want a little buddy, mm-hmm. um, then we've got a buddy. You can name it. And I think the mayor will really appreciate that. We could grease them all up and then number them one, two, and four, and then just leave. Right. And, see and if then they that can... way everyone is looking for three yeah. because they want to like hang out with that guy because he's such a good hider. Right. Right. Wow. So I feel like that's pretty established. All right. That's one of the things. That, that'll be what I'm bringing okay. is your pigs. That that makes sense. That's my We've got to despair for sure. Okay. All right, now, Doctor London, what, well, do you, what are you? I'm thinking, thinking. You know, every year I feel like it always happens where you think of everyone brings pigs. This always happens. Uh, uh yeah. So I'm gonna know, bring an yeah. apple for the pig's mouth. So, cause that that always there's oh, never an apple. Nice. There's it, never an apple at Thanksgiving, and. Yeah. That is true, and it, it gives it a nice little luau yeah. flavor, doesn't it? Uh, and so I, just the one apple, though, I feel like that'll be enough to cover. It's just, just the one pig. 
And that is one thing that people don't talk about enough is that, you know, when they draw pictures of that first Thanksgiving, it's always like out in the woods or something. But no, it was like it was on a beach. They were hanging out on the beach. They were surfing. There was like, I mean, there were babes and like they were playing volleyball. Inline it was a skates. Ton of fun. Huge. And that's just inline skating around. And that's just something that's been lost to history. The narrative gets shifted around. Mm. And so to have this fun luau flavor to your Thanksgiving, Dr. London, I think that's really genius. I, I agreed. Uh, is it Pilgrim? What, what about you? I mean, yeah. we, we see a, a, a pigs in the situation. We, there could be an yep, apple in yeah, the I'm mix. Yeah, I'm loaning those out. Right. I just, I, I, I mean, if I do, Cameron, if I do loan you the pigs, uh, I'm going to need them back, I think. And uh, so if, if, I, if I don't get them, then we, we might have to have a history lesson on that. But uh, I, Okay, I... So I do have one, two, and four, but I cannot find three for the life of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's usually the case. Uh, I'm gonna. Uh, I don't know if if the mayor's gonna have turkey at Thanksgiving. I'll just bring oh, a turkey. live one, okay. and when it's time to eat, uh, we'll just slit its throat and and make that oh, happen. We, maybe we can each pluck a feather we'll, off and make a wish. We'll kill the monster. We'll kill the turkey. Well, Doc, is that your thing? Uh, you, you. It's the scariest animal. Well, Doctor. Oh, ooh. I don't like the violence in your eyes, Dr. London, as you talk about killing well, this turkey. No, and it's not, a, it's not like everything about birds or seagulls I or get turkey. I, ah. You know, I mean, Dr. London, you're, you were so excited. You're going to have to ride in the car. You're riding in the back seat with the turkey. I already called shotgun. I called it weeks I, ago. I, I, I know. I was the pigs there. have to go in the trunk, so. <sighs> yeah. Okay. No, no, it's fine. This is... I feel like I feel like every Thanksgiving we get into a situation like this where I'm sitting next to the livestock, but you know as long as everyone wears seatbelts, then I guess. Well, okay, that situation is because until now you have been the person bringing the livestock as your plus one, so that is why that is, happens every. We're year. trying to keep you from getting now, embarrassed again. Why do you also this time of year typically end up in the backseat of a car sitting next to a turkey? That I agree. That is a weird coincidence, and I understand, I understand how you develop this fear over the years. Yeah, I, at this point, we can call it a phobia. These ter- yeah, terrifying turkeys. Uh, well, because yeah. they're the scariest animal, and like I don't know, because the car rides three hours too. Like it's not a small car ride. Uh, it's it, it's the mayor yeah, of a no, different it's a huge town. Car. It's a Hummer H two. Uh, yeah. So it's. I guess I guess we'll deal with it when it, when the time comes. I'm gonna have to come up with more car games though that that turkeys like. <sighs> what if we uh What if we just put blinders on you, right? Like horse blinders. That yeah. And so that way your per- peripheral is kind of blocked off there. I. You don't even know what's the, we we won't even tell you if we put the turkey in the car or not. We could try it. You'll know because of the smell and the sounds and yeah. stuff. But and the flapping and the yeah. Uh, yeah, and like it, the it'll probably like peck you and interact with you in some yeah. way for sure. Um, but I guess if that's if you think that'll work, then then yeah, I, yeah, I get. I guess we can. I don't. Okay. I have no idea. What, but I love putting blinders okay. on you. Well, then I guess I think I think we got it. I think we got the uh, what we need for the the mayor's Thanksgiving party. Um, yeah, I guess I guess that brings us to a close. Uh. Thank you uh, to our guest, uh, Pilgrim. Uh, Pilgrim, is there any way for our listeners to keep up with you after this? Sure. If you find yourself on a long car ride with a turkey, you can go ahead and put on some headphones and blinders and listen to Pilgrim's Digress. I'm on all the 
podcast apps and on all the socials. Pilgrim digress. Oh, sweet. Digress. And when we say turkey, when we say turkey, we're not talking about your mother-in-law. Who's so you're not mine? Yours? That was the royal you, okay. Doctor. Okay. That was oh, intended okay. for everyone, not that not. Okay, it was a royal your. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, thank you so much to Pilgrim for being on. Uh, thank you to uh, producer Cameron. Thank you to Did you the host? Sailing high sail in high school. My name is Dr. Lennon Smith, and this has been the Jock Doc Podcast. See ya. Mm-hmm.